This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We were, talk- we were talking a little bit last week about Ataris Nadarim. So just worth uh, it's worth mentioning that I it's a suggestion that everyone should actually read through the text of the Ataris Nadarim before tomorrow morning. Or for that matter, before you do Ataris Nadarim this evening, if you'd like. Because if you don't understand what you're saying, it's not worth anything. A person has to understand that he's he's asking of the Bezdin that if he made a neder, whether or not he was a conscious decision or was just on Hagatoiva, you want to ask the Bezdin to be Mavata that neder. They say a story with Rabbi Salavashi that a fellow came to him once at Rosh Hashanah, he said, uh, after Shachris, he said, oh, we're doing Atavas Chaloim again. First, had no idea that Taurus Nadarim was different than Atavas Chaloim because it's both in the back of the sitter next to each other. So he thought it was the same thing. You know, you have a bad dream, you say something. So Rosh Hashanah, you say something. He had absolutely no idea to what Taurus Nadarim is. So the Chayodim already writes, you should say it in English. I've told this to many Talmudim that are not so good in Hebrew. They're not so strong in Hebrew. So say it in English. Read it on the English side. Read it on the English before you say it. But you have to understand what you're saying in order to have any validity, to have any, any halachic status. The practice is that when you go to a bezin of three, so the bezin should sit and you should stand. Some paiskim say you shouldn't even lean on the table. If you lean on the table, that's as if you're sitting, and that's a question if you could do atar sedarim while you are sta- are you sitting. So the bezin should sit and you should stand. Okay. The Shulchan Aruch brings down a practice based on a tour that was supposed to fast in Erev Rosh Hashanah. Now, if you look up the tour, the tour has a beautiful medrash. It's really more negate to sukkis. But the medrash says basically that the way it works is that. He has a whole marshal, but the point is that, that if a person fasts in Erev Rosh Hashanah, one-third of his Averis get erased. If he fasts in Erev the, the second third gets erased. And when you fast Yom Kippur, all your Averis are gone. So it's a beautiful deal. You fast uh, tomorrow, one-third of your Averis are erased. So the Shulchan Aruch writes, Noyagin, there's a practice, Lehisanus Erev Rosh Hashanah. There's a practice to fast on Erev Rosh Hashanah. The Pais can speak out how long should you fast. Should you fast up till uh, Rosh Hashanah night? So there's different versions in the Pais Many Pais write, you should fast up to Mincha Gedoyla. That's the way many people say. You should fast up to Mincha Gedoyla. Some say even Plag HaMincha. The more common practice is to fast up to Mincha Gedoyla. But today, many people only fast till Chatzos. But uh, again, Chatzos and Mincha Gedoyla are only about a half an hour off from each other. It's not terrible. Fasting to Plag HaMincha would be a much longer fast day. So the practice is we don't fast the whole day because we don't want to come into Yom Tov hungry. So you fast either till Chatzos or you fast until Mincha Gedoyla. Many places have the practice. They fast to Mincha Gedoyla, then they dive in Mincha Gedoyla, and then they go and break the fast. That's the practice in the Tells Yeshiva. That's what they do. They fast till Mincha Gedoyla, then they, then they eat, then they dive Mincha Gedoyla, then they have a, a Suda. Time's Chatzos. Time's tomorrow? 12.53. So 12.53 is tomorrow's Chatzos. Not such a long fast. We know the Halach is based on the Gemara Masechah's Tainus, that any time you have a Tainus, if you're not Makabal Tainus the Mincha before, then you don't get any credit for the fast day. And unless the fast day is an established fast day, then you don't need to make a Kabbalah of a Mincha before. So the Mishnah Brewer writes, you don't have to make a Kabbalah of the Mincha today for tomorrow's fast. Because since it's an established fast day, it's on the books, you don't need to make a Kabbalah. Rabbi Yashiv held that since today so many people don't fast, so if you decide you want to fast, you should make a Kabbalah in the Mincha before, which is a little late now. But if you fasted every year for, for since you were 13, so then you don't have to make a Kabbalah for this fast as well. Some people argue that the whole fast is very makal. Why? Because of the Ramah. The Ramah writes, let's say, for example, tomorrow we, you'd have a bris. We had this two years ago, a bris on Arab Rosh Hashanah. Let's say you have a bris tomorrow. So Allah is everyone who shows up at the bris is allowed to eat. Now, what happens if you have a bris on Saim Gedalia? I have a bris on Saim Gedalia. You're, uh, you're not allowed to eat uh, at, at, in the morning. 
So the Achrayim point out why you had to eat on uh, Erev Rosh Hashanah if you had a bris, but not on a bris on Tzayim Gedaya. The answer is you see from the Ramah himself that it's a more makel the fast. And therefore that's why we allow a tainus to be makel, to be pushed aside because of the bris. Nonetheless, the accepted practice for the less those that are very, very bad fasters, I would suggest everyone should fast tomorrow. The Mishnah Brewer speaks out. This fast is for men and women, boys and girls that are of age and they're, and they're, they're okay, they feel good. Obviously, if you're a bad fast, I would not suggest fasting tomorrow. But if you're a pretty good faster, it's only until 12.53, so it's a worthwhile fast to, uh, to look into. The Ramah writes that you have to eat before the fast starts. The Ramah says you have to eat before Eloise Shach, because if not, you're running into a problem of Chukas HaGoyim. What's the Chukas HaGoyim? Apparently there was a practice that the Goyim used to fast on the eve of their holidays. So if we're going to fast in Arab Rosh Hashanah, it's going to look like the Goyim. So the Ramah suggests you should try to get up before Eloise Shachar, eat something before Eloise Shach. So the Yorach HaShulchan already comes to defend. He says, what are you talking about? Erev Pesach Techiach. Every Erev Pesach we have a fast. And it's not a Shah of Chukas HaGoyim. So the simple answer to the Yorach HaShulchan's time is, not everyone fasts Erev Pesach. It's only one, one demographics of Klai Yisrael. Here we're saying everyone should fast. But I think other people say that since we don't fast the whole day, so it's not a problem of Chukas HaGoy. Um, so again, I think it's a worthwhile thing to look into. If a person hasn't yet done it, it's a Kedai thing to uh, fast tomorrow until Chatzos if you're feeling that you are up to it. Um, it's interesting, the Shulchan Aruch writes that uh, tomorrow by Shachris, you don't say Tachanun. We're not going to say Tachanun tomorrow by Shachris. Why, says the Mishtaburo? Because we never say Tachanun on an Erev Yom Tev B'Shachris. Now, if you actually go through all the Erev Yom Tev that we have, it's Kemat Never Negea. Because we already stopped saying Tachanun days before we get to Erev Yom Tev. By Pesach it's like that, by Shavuos it's like that, by Sukkot it's like that. So I'm not really sure what he means by this, what he says, because we don't say Tachanun in Erev. Yeah, we, we haven't said Tachanun for days before also. But in Echadami, that's true, we don't say Tachanun. No, it's not true. Rosh Chodesh when we stop saying Tachanun. The Ramah writes in two places that we stop saying Tachanun already from Rosh Chodesh So I'm not aware of a Yom Tif that's even a gay to talk about not saying Tachanun on the Arab. But okay. But what is interesting is tomorrow we're going to say Slichas. And in the Slichas there's a Tachanun. That we will say tomorrow. So the Mepharshim will ask, what's the pshat? Why are you saying Tachanun by the Slichas and not Tachanun by the Shachos? So the Mepharshim say, because it used to be they'd say Slichas so early in the morning that they would finish Slichas before Aloysia Shachar. It wasn't Erev Rosh Hashanah yet. It was still like tonight. So that's why they said Slichas. But Shachos is already after Aloysia Shachar and Eitzach so that's why we, would say, we wouldn't say Tachanun. So many Achorinim ask, what do you do today? So many shuls say, say slichas first after Elisha Shachar. Especially tomorrow, people are off from work. People are going to first dive in tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. They're going to start slichas at 9 o'clock in the morning. Right? So uh, why should they not say... Sli- what? Where is there a like I'm sure there's a menu somewhere. Not here. I'm sure you can find one. I'm sure you can find one. If you find one, let me know. But if you, I'm sure you can find one. Don't worry. If people are off tomorrow. No one's rushing to go anywhere. But in any case... In any case... So the Achrein writes, plug. doesn't matter. Slichas has the Tachlun, Shachris does not have the Tachlun. It bothered me, someone showed me that there's a community not here that they're having early Slichas tonight. They're having early and abridged Slichas tonight. Why are you doing early and why are you doing it abridged? I don't understand either. Why are you abridging the Slichas? If you hold like the typical common practice that we have long Slichas in Rosh Hashanah, why are we abridging it? And why are you having it at 10 o'clock tonight? Where are you going tomorrow that you can't do it tomorrow? You're going to work. 
Okay, maybe there are people who have to work on Labor Day, I understand that. So then do it early tomorrow morning, get up at 5 o'clock, get up at 5.30. Why? Again, I don't see the justification for why people are doing it, but again, that's what people do today. People do what they want, because all you need today is have a black minion. If you have a black minion, you become your own rabbi. You're the own rabbi, you can do whatever you want. But it bothers me a lot. I don't exactly understand the, the logic behind it. But in any case, that's what, uh, but many people do say slichas tonight after chatzos. That a lot of people do. Meaning, let's say, for example, you don't want to wake up early tomorrow, so you'd rather stay up late tonight. Like yeshiva guys, they don't like to wake up early, they like to stay up late. So many places will have late slichas tonight, after chatzais, which I have no problem with. You want to say slichas after chatzais? We did it Monday Shabbos, I have no problem. And then you'll dive in slichas, and then you'll wake up for shachar sometime tomorrow morning. That is uh, a little bit more commonly done in some communities. The Shulchan Aruch writes that um, we don't blow shoy for tomorrow. Okay? We don't blow shoy for an Arab Rosh Hashanah. Why? Mr. Boo brings down two reasons. One reason is La'arab Vesasot, and the other reason is to show a difference between Tkiyas to Rishos and Tkiyas to Mitzvah. So Mr. Brewer speaks out, really, Matafraim writes like this What's the Nafkamino between the two reasons? Are you allowed to practice? For all those Bali Tkiyas that want to practice, that want to practice before you last minute practice, are they allowed to practice? So Mr. Brewer has a whole. Dean about it, and he comes out at the end. If you need to practice, you should practice quietly in a room. Go into a room somewhere in your house. What? No, no, go into, go in there. Just it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be loudly. It shouldn't be heard by people walking by. It shouldn't be done in some form of bifahes. That's the way the Mr. Brewer is machria based on certain poiskim. The Shulchan Aruch writes, he's supposed to take a haircut and he's supposed to take a shower on Erev Rosh Hashanah. So the Torah elaborates and explains what's the Chiddush over here is. The Chiddush that you would think that since Rosh Hashanah is Yem Adin, we're very nervous, we're very scared. The last thing on our mind is how we're going to look. We don't care how, how we show up. We just, you know, we're so petrified of the Yem Adin. So this is the old idea where we're trying to balance a certain level of confidence in the Yem Adin. And therefore the parties can point out that you're supposed to look nice for Rosh Hashanah. So some people ask, well, let's see, I shaved on Friday. Do I have to shave again on, on Erev Rosh Hashanah? The answer is you have to look nice for for Rosh Hashanah, whatever that means. If that means shaving again, it means shaving again. If you took a haircut last week and that's good enough for this week, that's good enough for this week. The point is, a person should look well-camped and well-groomed when he comes to Rosh Hashanah. We mentioned this, we had a whole share on this a few weeks ago here on Shabbos afternoon. The Ramah brings down a practice to go to the basic farm, to go to the cemetery tomorrow. Again, I don't know if cemeteries are open or not open on Labor Day, I don't know. But again, for many people, it's more feasible this year because people are off from work, they have a little bit more free time. The wife doesn't want them in the kitchen getting into trouble, so she'll send them, you know, go out somewhere. So the cemetery is a good trip to go on there, Rosh Hashanah, spend some time in the cemetery. Again, I have no idea if they're open on Labor Day or not. I know Memorial Day they're probably open. I don't know about Labor Day. Then the Ramah quotes another practice that uh, a person should go to the mikvah on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Ramah writes from the cold boy that there's a minute to go be toivel on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because of Kerry. To take off Thomas Kerry. So probably the most asked question on Erev Rosh Hashanah is, how early can I go to the mikvah on Erev Rosh Hashanah? So that's like the most asked question on Erev Rosh Hashanah. No one's asking anything else. So what's, what's the shayla? So if you look in the Mishtabur, he quotes a chayadim. The chayadim says, you shouldn't go to the mikvah earlier than an hour before chatzais. So we said chatzais is 12, 50, what would you say? 53. So you shouldn't go before 11.53. That's the, so the million dollar question, oh, people ask me, but I can't go, I want to go earlier. Can I go earlier? So the question is, where did the Chayadam pull up this shtickle about an hour before Chatzais? So I heard once a pshat that uh, they wanted to tell the following, that Vilna was an hour difference between Eretz Yisrael, between Yerushalayim. So when in Vilna, it's 11.53, so ready Chatzais in Eretz Yisrael, because they're an hour ahead. So you want to get Chatzais, but you can use Eretz Yisrael as Chatzais. There's only one problem. I checked it, at least now, in 2021, that they're, they're the same time. Huh? No, they're the same time. But that's artificial. Ah. Because it's geographic, it goes by the minute. Right, but now, if you look in Vilna, at the same time as in Eretz Israel. They're on the same time. 
exactly the same time. That's artificial. What does that mean, artificial? The now, it could time, be things changed 300 years ago. Time, every, as you go on the latitude, I understand. It's based on the sun. So the, precisely again, the, the Chayodim lived in Vilna. So when he wrote in Vilna, you should go to the mikvah within an hour before Chatzos. So the Cheshbon was, is that his time would get you an hour after Chatzos in Eretz Yisrael. That was the Pshat. It is, even though the time officially set at the same time, the yeah. same time zone, yeah. the Chatzois is an hour late. Even though it says the exact same time. It, it, yeah, you think? Okay. It works time. that way? Okay. Could be. I don't know. I, didn't, I just know they're on the time. No, it could be. It's very, you're saying it's the same logic. That's, that's what I thought. But okay. Could be things changed in the last 200 years. And this is, I'm the, you'll let me know. In any case, the accepted practice is we try to go to the mikvah within an hour before Chatzai. If you can't, you're busy, whatever the cheshmer is, someone told me in the five towns, they're cracking down a little bit about, they're trying to spread out the mikvah goes because of COVID. Okay, fine. So if you can't go, so go in the morning. It's not the end of the world. You can go in the morning. The Paiskin don't like going tonight. I think that's already too early. But go tomorrow in the morning. That's also okay. We mentioned last year, we had a whole Shabbat Shuvah Drush about it, that it's very likely you can use your shower for, for sure for Erev Rosh Hashanah. So all you need to do is stand in the shower for three to five minutes. You need to feel us carry Aideya shower. That would also be good enough. So either one of those two are, are fine options. It's interesting, the Matefrayim, right? Someone actually called me about it uh, the other day. What about a chatzitza for a man who wants to go to the mikvah? We know when a lady goes to the mikvah for tefillahs, they're so makbid, we do a whole chafifa process, and we're checking this, and we're checking that. What about for a man? So the Matefrayim writes, for Arab Rosh Hashanah, we're not makbid on chatzitza unless it's roiv guf. Unless you have mamash, a big chatzitza that takes up, you know, half your, most of your body, which is uh, pretty hard to find. They have a real doozy of a chatzitza. But Erev Yom Kippur, we mentioned this last year, also some people are a little bit more makbid on Erev Tishabov, on Erev Yom Kippur, they're a little bit more makbid for the mikvah, but on Erev Rosh Hashanah, if you have a bandaid on, if you have a, you didn't cut your nails, all those things were not makbid on when it comes to tefillah for Erev Rosh Hashanah. The Mat Ephraim brings down a, uh, a practice that the most important tefillah is the Erev Rosh Hashanah Mincha. Mat Ephraim says, since we have a rule, so the last tefillah should be the Mincha on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Sadly, most of us are very rushed on Erev Rosh Hashanah. So the last mincha is always, uh, not always our best mincha. But if a person could try, schedule his day to make it that it will have a very special Erev, the last mincha on Erev Rosh Hashanah. We, most of us, paskin like the Mishtabur, that by Shachwas tomorrow, we do say Lam Natseach. Svardim, whenever there's no Lam Natseach, they don't say, whenever there's no Tachel, they don't say Lam Natseach. Ashkenazim don't follow that. But I did see there is a minute Frankfurt not to say Lam Natseach tomorrow. I don't know what all the Yaqis do, but I know Minik Frankfurt is talking, they don't say Lamnatseach tomorrow. But uh, us, uh, us, you know, we follow the Mishtabur here. The Mishtabur says we do say Lamnatseach tomorrow. And then there's a great Minig that goes back to the Zinichoyf Hasidim. To Zinichoyf, that there's a Minig that every person buys a new knife tomorrow. It's a Chasidish Minig. supposed to buy a new knife. So in Zinichoyf, the Minig was that they buy for each one of the family members a new knife. It's supposed to be a schooler for Parnosa. I don't know. I'm not sure. I never got a knife on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Okay, but uh, it's such a chassidish practice that everyone buys each other knives. They buy each other knives for Erev Rosh Hashanah. It's supposed to be a school based on the Pazak. That's supposed to be a school for Panasa. But again, in the chassidic court, perhaps it's more commonly done than, than here. But there is such an interesting practice to do on Erev, on Erev Rosh Hashanah, such a practice. They also bring down, if you can't fast tomorrow because it's too hard, you should learn. Learn Gemara, Rashi, Taisvis. That would be in the place of the regular fast. That would be a key of tainis. Even if you can't make the regular fast, at least do that much. Okay.